Hello, welcome to another episode of the Global Urban Professional Podcast. My name is Ramon Cuenca. I am the founder and creative chief creative guy, I guess, of this one-person uh, show and comic, Global Urban Professional. So, yeah. Um, before I start, I, to, I'm gonna, I want to apologize in advance. There is a fly flying around the room, and I do not... I mean, I... <laughs> It's hiding right now, but I know it's zooming around, but it's like, I, I can't like get rid of it. And there's a lot of breakable stuff here. So <laughs> it's like in the cartoons, if like you, you're chasing a flyer and you just break everything, it's just not a good idea. So I apologize if you hear buzzing in the background. So I, I apologize in advance. All right. Um, let's see. So yeah, Global Urban Professional, the podcast about global business and pop culture. Um, Obviously, I'm here to talk about those topics. I'm also here to, to promote my main product, which is a global urban professional uh, webcomic, which I'll talk about uh, a bit later on. So today's episode is going to be my thoughts on the uh, 2020 U.S. elections, which as of today, um, November 6, 2020, um, both uh, Manila and uh, Philipp sorry, Philippine and, and U.S. time, uh, the uh, the the winner is not clear although biden does have an edge a very slight edge against trump so uh yeah so who knows what's going to happen i mean my my thoughts or my reactions for this episode might be totally invalid by uh by the time next week rolls around but still um you know gotta have the uh, uh twice a week output i actually delayed this podcast by one day to see if there would be a clear result so that I could talk about, but incredibly nothing yet. It's super tight this race, and it's it's interesting too because it's the most the most uh, the, the largest turnout ever for for uh, voters uh, in U.S. history, if I'm not mistaken. I remember reading somewhere that uh, Biden has the most uh, people uh, Americans voting for him in all of U.S. history, with Trump unsurprisingly being number two in that list. Okay, so I I want to. Um, uh, I've I've named the, the the title of this podcast is going to be something like um, oh this episode sorry this episode is going to be uh, will I avoid a meltdown and that's because uh, I actually had an uh, I had a I had a meltdown last uh, four years ago in 2016 when Trump won I mean if you if you guys and girls know by uh, don't know I am um, as far as my politics go and obviously I, I tend to avoid talking directly about politics but it. You know, it's almost it's almost unavoidable for it to so to spill over to um, this podcast. But I am socially liberal, but uh, economically, I'm more towards the center. I mean, this this is a podcast called Global Urban Professional, after all. Uh, so I guess it makes me a liberal, not a leftist. Um, uh, so I mean, as you know, my my whole thing is uh teaching or or spreading the word of uh, money literacy for everybody. So, um, people learning about not just financial finance, people not just developing financial literacy, but also developing um, understanding of economics and business, and then also uh, something that's very important to me, which is very rarely talked about, is political economy. So. Everything I do, all the content I create, this podcast, my webcomic, these are all uh, laced with uh, with uh, uh, the intent of propagating money literacy. Right. So, uh, but yeah, I had a meltdown. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, I guess I'm melting. I just, I just, just in shock that Trump won. I mean, I, I'm me like most people, like so many people, at least within my 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 social sphere, were so shocked that he won. And I see that fly on the lamp, but if I try and kill it, I might break a light bulb. All right. But anyways, um, oh, it's so annoying. He's right there. Um, but um, and he's distracting me. Okay. Anyways, uh, yeah, I had a meltdown, and uh, I I really didn't know what was going to happen. Like, I mean, just because if, you, if you've if you seen any of my other previous content, my previous podcasts, my old YouTube videos about trade, like, uh, I really, I mean, call me a globalist or a mainstream liberal, but that's that's what I am, and I still believe in the, the system. It has to be reformed, but I still believe in it. Um, so my, my big thing was, uh, I mean, aside from the social sort of... Uh, controversies regarding trump obviously things like race and immigration i mean also immigration is important to me too because uh, uh i'm a dual citizen i'm a u.s and philippine citizen and i mean i was there legally my parents were in the country legally when i was born in the u.s but I, in some ways i do consider myself an immigrant so obviously obviously that's a uh, an important issue for me at the same time uh what's interesting what's interesting about trump is that he kind of goes against a lot of i guess orthodox republican policies and that he's He's a protectionist, so and that's and for me like uh, trade, uh, free trade or at least fair trade. I mean, the, I mean we can cut those words, uh, we can slice and dice those words, but basically uh, trade in a way that's mutually beneficial to everybody involved is really important to me. I really believe that that that's the that is a uh, trade is one of the major causes for uh, global peace and prosperity, and that's really something. I'm, uh, I, I care about so that that really had me riled up like if he starts these trade wars and it gets brown into a hot wars and obviously four years later on uh we've had uh obviously trade scuffles and, and um uh tiffs especially between the u.s and china where, where meanwhile japan and, and western europe or the eu are taking advantage to to actually deepen their, their own trade linkages with each other for example in other places um i think uh i, I think um Things are not, you know, I mean, it's a complex picture. Like, I think that, okay, fine, the economy is doing better, but is it because of Trump or is it because of other reasons? Uh, I, I don't, obviously, I don't, I mean, I don't oppose every single thing he does. Um, obviously, I'm a business person. I like tax cuts, although I, I do think that people should pay, pay their fair share of taxes. Uh, some of us are very privileged, and I'm not going to say. And I'll I'll just say straight up, I'm, I'm from a very privileged background. Um, so there's that. Uh, but you know, the, the the economy has done well, and there have been tax cuts. If people do care about the economy, which obviously, which I'll go into a, a bit in the in the in later on, because it's such a mess. Because the level of uh, education or literacy, and again, going back to the whole money literacy thing. Is it's not very good globally, even in developed countries, and I I blame the educational institutions for that. They have to reform. They have to change. Uh, they have to teach people about money, which you know some people are against that. Unfortunately, uh, I guess it's their ideology. Some people in education, in academia, and education are against teaching people about money. Unfortunately, in my experience, so that's something that that's very unfortunate, and we have to change that. Um, but going back to the economy of the U.S., it's done well, but there are so many reasons why 
it's done well. I mean, it, it may, might not. I mean, despite the trade war, uh, the things too. I mean, like obviously unemployment's low, but again, what what kind of quality of of uh, of employment is it? You know, is it the labor force is changing? Are the people in and out of the labor force? Are they what kind of jobs do they have? I mean, is you can't just pure look look just at the unemployment rate. I mean, are people are still is there social mobility? You know, you could say people are employed, more people are employed, for example. But again, what kind of, are they, are they all like, you know, doing jobs that, jobs that they don't like or or what? And again, are these same people supporting Trump because they, is it because they actually do feel materially better? Or do they're, or is there a sense that, or their fear of uh, socialism, for example, from the Democratic, uh, from the left, from the Democrats? Or, uh, or is it like, a, is it a mix of all these different factors? So there's so many things the thing about reading about all these these reaction pieces of Trump and the elections, et cetera, et cetera, it's so hard to it's so hard really to to talk up to really pinpoint what's going on and with all there's just so many issues and so many factors um, that are going on. But I I really do think, despite all this, I really do think the U.S. is going to suffer if they just if if protectionism uh, happens or or, or goes or, or continues. Uh, I read about uh, soybean farmers uh, unhappy about the protectionism. In fact, I think uh, was it in Iowa or somewhere there there was a where the representative or some or the senator was flipped from Republican and Democrat because of these protectionist measures. I mean, and if it's about you know people taking their jobs, I mean the I just find the I'm frustrated because the conversation is never about uh, creating you know an economic strategy for the U.S. Again, what jobs will they? Will they, or at least it's not, it's not talked about a lot. You know, it's always about bringing our jobs back. At least that's how I feel. It. That's how I perceive it. There should be a national economic strategy. Like another country, like Singapore has that, for example. Uh, South Korea kind of does that too as well. I mean, it, for these, and there should be a, a really a long-term, long-term planning for the economy that's, that continues to, uh, regardless of who gets elected. So that there has to be some consensus on that. Like these are the industries that the U.S. will take, so that displaced workers, who are not in industries that are competitive with other countries, could get jobs. The U.S. and this goes back to comparative advantage, where you know country A specializes in this and country B specializes in that, and they trade with, and they trade with each other, uh, so to speak. I did I did a whole uh, YouTube video about on this like five years ago. So I mean, you can scroll my YouTube channel and check it out. Um, but yeah, I still feel that way. And I, I really do think that trade, I mean, that's just a, that's a big thing for me because I really think trade and drives a lot of economic uh, things happening in the economy, which, which, which drive, which in turn drives people's well-being or sense of well-being, which in, which, which in turn dri- uh, influences how they vote, which in turn influences who gets elected, who, which in turn influences other things in other sphere, you know, like the social sphere, Etc. Etc. You know, uh, race issues or you know issues for the environment. Etc. Etc. Like all these things are tangled up, and 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 frankly, I I feel that the the global education system in general has done a poor job on on really developing um, global citizens that are equipped to to really vote properly. Um, <laughs> listen to me, I'm on my high horse because I'm I know so much better than everyone else. But you know, I, I read I read a lot uh, different sources. I read. Things on the right, things on the left. Try to get a you know a better view of things. Um, but yeah, I mean, I did in college at the University of Chicago. I majored in what well, was basically international political economy. So 
hope that equips that, that equipped me well. You're listening to me, so maybe you think there's some credence in what I say. All right. I just went on a whole rant there. Um, let's see. Okay. Uh, so yeah, I, I am economically towards the center. Um, I do believe in equality of opportunity, uh, but I'm socially liberal. Uh, it, so that, again, that makes me pretty much a, a mainstream Democrat, uh, moderate Democrat, if you will, in U.S. terms, or a, a liberal, a liberal in both U.S. terms and even European terms. I think um, you can look at you can look at liberalism in Wikipedia to, to see to see that or or elsewhere on the internet to see the different definitions of liberalism. But yeah, it's a word that gets thrown a lot. But I, I generally, whatever the, whatever the definition, I generally fit into that category. So yeah, like even going back and even going back to my comic, I mean, if, if you've seen the, the last few episodes, it's about how uh, there's representation uh, of other voices besides, you know, white males in, a, in the corporate sector. So that just kind of expounds, uh, expounds my, whole, my own liberal views. I mean, there should be, and I'm actually like, I actually like, I mean, I'm interested in Kamala Harris. I mean, I don't think she's a, a leftist, for those who think that. I don't think she is. Um, and it'd be good to have like a, a woman of color to run the country. If, if Biden, for example, gets elected and he gets, and he steps down after his uh, first term because he's older and she takes over, that'd be great, I think. I mean, yeah. I'm from the Philippines. We've already had uh, two, two, uh, two uh, women presidents. I'm also descended from two feminists, major feminists here in the Philippines. So that probably skews my views a little, but yeah, I really think so. So I mean, like uh, women and uh, minorities, need, their voices need to be heard. Uh, and then again, they're, I mean, women make a sizable chunk of the U.S. population, and minorities are are growing are growing um, a voice and they should be represented more in the U.S. The U.S., I mean, it's changing demographics wise. Uh, I mean, I mean, even with people, even just, you know, like uh, mixed race marriages, mm -hmm. for example, that's changing the fabric of what Americans are. Uh, okay. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, going back to um, more of the... Uh, more of the uh, election at hand. Uh, a, a lot of the articles I've been reading have already been pegging, or these think pieces have been pegging Biden as the winner. Maybe he is. I don't know. Uh, next week, you can uh, maybe I'll, I'll be saying something different to you, and I could say that this episode is completely wrong, but let's just assume that he does win. Um, what it, uh, There were two, I read two articles, which you, if you're watching on YouTube, you can see over here. That are interesting to me. One of them is uh, has a picture of Homer Simpson on it, but also there's another one from the Financial Times. Uh, I'll actually talk about the uh, Financial Times article first. Uh, Biden risks being a lame duck president. So, um, the I mean, this is by Mr. Edward Luce of the Financial Times, and the the subscript here is that the real lesson of Tuesday's hotly contested vote is that the U.S. is almost un ungovernable. Harsh words, not entirely untrue, I don't think. I mean, it, it's, it feels like, and that's what some of the talking heads are saying, is that the, the sides have been hardened on the left and the right in some ways. And it's, it's so, the, the, I mean, there's very little consensus there seems to be in the U.S. I mean, and that seems to be the stark reality of the case, of the, of the situation. So even if, basically what this article says, even if Biden is elected president, 
uh, there's very little he can do because it's just the country is just so divided. A lame duck president. Well, we'll see. Uh, for, as far as domestic issues go, what's interesting though is that, uh, man, I'm just scrolling down here. Um, let's see. Let's see. Okay. Yeah. Um, as far as foreign policy goes, he might, I mean, he might, Biden, uh, this, what's interesting about this article is that this, that it's saying, it's speculating that as far as foreign policy goes, Biden might be able to make some real change here. That includes, you know, jo joining uh, climate treaties, rejoining climate treaties, etc., things like that, uh, improving foreign relations with, with uh, the U.S.'s allies, um, so I think too, he didn't talk about this in the article, but I think trade too. I mean, there might be a more normalizing of trade relations, I think, or I believe. Uh, I mean, Biden, he's, he hasn't, I mean, he's obviously had to talk, uh, he's obviously had to, uh, he, all, he obviously has to serve some of his constituents regarding uh, uh, jobs. But I don't think, I mean, at least from the rhetoric I've seen of him, I've read of him, is that he's not anti-trade, or at least not the way Trump is, or, or protectionist the way Trump is. So, I, again, I hope that's good. Um, so, again, maybe there's there's maneuverability in the in the foreign policy realm, which is, I think is interesting. So, at least maybe some change can come out of this. Some change is positive, in, in my opinion. Maybe not yours, but in mine. <laughs> um, so, yeah. All right. So what's interesting too is this other article I, I saw. So this article by Matt uh, Taibbi, if you guys don't know him, he is, he is, I'm assuming is a left-leaning journalist because at one, a few years ago, he called Goldman Sachs a, a giant vampire squid and he used to write for Rolling Stone. So it's, it's he's left-leaning, but he's got a, he's got a very interesting um, article here called, which is the real working class party now? And there's a picture of Homer Simpson, but basically he's saying that, uh, a lot of um, a, a Trump in this election has done has done surprisingly well with people uh, one would think or at least uh, the mainstream narrative would how do you believe would vote for Democrats so uh, Latinos uh, even some African Americans um, also LGBTQ and women so and why is it and, and his his thing is that there's is uh, our class issues uh, that that there's still um, there's there's still um, problems as far as uh, prosperity goes and shared prosperity so this goes back to what I was talking about earlier in this podcast about about how it's funny because there's okay unemployment's low but the class problems still remain so one I mean depending on which side you're on you can take it as good or bad like or at least Trump did a good job or did a bad job like nothing's changed or you perceive that things have changed because there's employment now even if it's not that great or real um, real uh, class mobility, so to speak, or jobs are is available. Um, but there are a lot of, I mean, you can argue that either way. You can say Trump failed or Trump still has, his, has, has needs another term to do these, to make these big changes. It's the Democrats who are stopping him. So I don't know. But like the point is economics is really important. And he, he cited, uh, Matt Taibbi cited one thing interesting in this article, which is this. Uh, I'm looking for it. Okay. Well, he's already he's already assuming that Trump lost, but he says here, Trump lost the election because of his handling of the pandemic, the top issue for 41% of voters who chose Biden by a nearly 3 to 1 margin. But among people whose top concern was the economy, 28% of the electorate, 
Trump won by an incredible 80% of the vote. So it's interesting. I mean, obviously, I don't have the details, you know, here to really parse. But at least what, what the writer is saying is that uh, people are... In terms of economic inequality, they're, they, they're fed up with the establishment and they still want change. So, yeah. It's, um, it's funny because... Uh, they, I mean, yeah, okay, tax cuts, is generally, tax cuts are generally good for business. And that's obviously... And I, my, my understanding is that that's actually a, a concern for some... For a sizable amount of Trump supporters, including Latino Trump supporters... But also, I mean, trade, again, I'm, I'm bringing up the trade issue. I think that factors into this, too. I don't know how, um, how, um, how, how this factors into uh, people who really care about the economy and support Trump. I don't know how that factors into their thinking. I really don't. Uh, because, okay, fine, tax cuts, great, your business grows, and then you do well. Uh, you want more markets to sell your product or service to. Then you go, to, you go abroad. But how can you do that if there's, a, if there's a trade war theoretically happening? So it's just uh, it's frustrating because there's so many issues, right? Uh, so that's one thing. I mean, this is this. It really rankles me because I, even though I, I consider myself an, an economic moderate or towards the center, like I don't, I mean, I don't support, frankly speaking, uh, Trump's uh, economic policies uh, in terms of trade and even even tax cuts. Although I do, I, I, I won't admit it. I, I do admit that I would enjoy them if I was in that position. Uh, so yeah, so th those 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 factors plus immigration really matter to me personally because of my own my own uh, worldview. But you talk to any other voter in the U.S., he or she or they would have a different. Well, obviously, based on their own experiences, would probably have a different set of priorities. So it's you know it's hard because. You know, you have to pander to the majority, fortunately, whether it's good or not. Uh, okay. So, but yeah, again, this is why my whole thing is, you know, money literacy, because I want when, when these things uh, happen, like when, you know, uh, the economy becomes an issue, like I want everyone the vast majority of human beings on the globe to really think about all these other issues that I just mentioned besides just, I don't know, tax cuts or the perception that there are more jobs or whether or, whether or not that really improves quality of life or not. So that's why, that's where political economy comes into the uh, equation. Political economy is basically, you know, politics plus economics, which I think is more applicable to the real world than just the two of uh, the two uh, by themselves without any interaction with each other uh, and when I say two I mean economics and politics all right okay so that's it for me now um, my apologies of um, I do tend to speak fast quite often especially when I talk about money because I get excited or business or the economy so I try to slow down. Um, I will try. I will if I if I'm speaking too fast for people. Still, if I'm still speaking too quickly for people, please let me know, and I will try to speak uh, sl more slowly the next time. Uh, all right, uh, that's it for now. Uh, I'll see you all next week. Um, if you like listening to my podcast and you would like to support me, you can you can subscribe in the uh, plenty of links in the, in the description. 
the most important thing I, I need you to do right now, though, however, is to is to read my comic, uh, Global Urban Professional Business Strategy Manga. The link is in the in the description. All right, thank you. And uh, who knows? Um, next week, whether I'll tell you if I've had a meltdown or not. Okay, good night. <laughs>